every every position, every role, every title has the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I agree. It's really it's marketing people do tend to be the bane of designers' existence in a lot of ways because marketing people are usually the ones that are like, can't you just? Hey, Vaughn, yep. I just want to start the show with some positive energy and just talk about uh, how much not only do we love you, but you're perfect just the way you are, little buddy. You're just repeating this again as if it's off the top of your head? Well, yeah, because the show paused because Karen doesn't know how to work Zencaster. <laughs> now, now I'm not convinced. He said it twice. Not very authentic. And it was different each time, just so you know. It was. He customized it the second time yeah. I noticed. I yeah. was waiting because I wanted to throw my line in there again and it didn't work. <laughs> well, <laughs> I appreciate uh, it regardless. We like you, Mom. <laughs> You're the best. Well, I'm very excited about today because this episode is really the first of, I hope, many where we get to share some stories that we get from our audience, our faithful listeners. So just to kind of set the stage for uh, everyone, you know, we asked uh, recently for shit show stories uh, to be shared. And what we were going to do today is share those stories and then just kind of comment on some of those and relate to the reality that I feel at times, I don't know what you guys think about this, something will happen and I'm like, gosh, it feels like it's only happening to me. But when we all get together and talk about it, we realize we've had very similar circumstances and this is kind of part of our profession. Uh, what do you think about starting there? Sounds great. Let's do it. Go for it. All right. Jamie. Yeah. Let's start with you. Do you have a story to share from our listeners? Yeah. This one is so juicy. <laughs> juicy <laughs> shit show story. But uh, uh, That's a different that's a really, context. When we're yeah, that's a really interesting up. adjective to use right there. <laughs> yeah, go, with, go, with, go with me here for a minute. Use okay. your imagination. Put yourself in the frame that you are meeting with the VP of the creative department, okay? You're okay. a designer, you're meeting there, and you hear yeah. these takeaways from, from your meeting. You're a rock star. You're amazing. You're inspiring, a real catalyst for change in the future. You do amazing work. You help everybody, and you're literally just salt of the earth. We couldn't be without you. And then you have a meeting that includes the VP of marketing, who says you're difficult to work with. You are one and done doesn't like you, you're gone. Back to when we worked together at our old company, he would just fire people that didn't work well with him. So so you're having these two conflicting <laughs> discussions with um, two VPs within your uh, company with conflicting you know, personalities. Are you intrigued? Yeah, wow. I'm very intrigued. <laughs> Vaughn, wait, Vaughn, did you just wake up? This has been a juicy story. No, I'm just saying, as soon as she brought marketing into it, it made sense. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's almost wow. in almost every context where a project goes off the rails, it's some marketing director 
It's two fucking times in two separate podcasts where you've insulted my profession. Two fucking times. Do you see how mad Jamie is right now? This is fantastic. I'm wearing a sweatshirt that says good vibes, and clearly I needed them to deflect all of the criticism that just came. I am not this guy, okay? You are the exception. I'm talking about the exception. You're the rule. You're a good marketing person because you you just are. I mean... Every every position, every role, every title has the good, the bad, and the ugly. And Which you know, I agree. It's really it's marketing people do tend to be the bane of designers' existence in a lot of ways because marketing people are usually the ones that are like, can't you just? Yeah. So would you agree with that, Jamie? Yeah, and they're the budget minders, so right. it's you know, so it doesn't always feel comfortable. You know? Right. No, I get it. All right, so back to. So I think we're going to bash on marketers in this. Back to this poor, <laughs> back to this poor guy's story. So, or guy or girl. Um, so after that conversation, 30 minutes later, they have a company town hall. And not my words, an entire fucking group gives a shout out to a certain special employee who makes it easy to get things done and has a caliber of work that is unseen these days. And he's pulled together all these things for all these people around the the company totally gets praised. <laughs> and then let me see where this goes. Cause this is this person's angry typer. <laughs> so I have to <laughs> scan through some of this, but basically trying to figure out who's gaslighting him, who's into it, who's not into it and leaving, you know, the town hall with everybody wondering how, like, how is this even possible that there are people here who do not understand or give value to the work that this person's doing? One person who seems like they're a marketer and they have a bug up their butt and they don't like the way that this person works. So that's kind of the gist of this one. Kind of sucks. But it seems to me that a lot of people in that role that's going to be saying that type of, uh, you know, negative negativity, it comes down to they don't like the person personally. So they're got to bug up their butt about it they (laughs) don't understand creativity Mm -hmm. and the process and the value more importantly so you know i mean it really in my opinion always comes down to ignorance (laughs) (laughs) what pretty simple yeah i always in some ways i you know i struggle i struggle with these kind of things because there's always two sides to the story right Mm-hmm. So it's what can we do to educate, be open and support, and also just be, when I say open, be aware of maybe some pressures on their end. Um, but, you know, it, it can be a challenging uh, scenario, especially when it feels in some ways where there's, there's just a lack of care understanding. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the big clincher for most of these things, right? Mm-hmm. No pun intended. <laughs> Yeah, no empathy. <laughs> no, yeah, the, again, I think it comes down to value. They don't understand the value of what the person has put into it, and they don't care. Yeah. There's, a lot, there's unfortunately a lot of uh, people in that role. Sometimes it comes down to me, too. Haven't you seen, like, when when a manager's, like, jealous of a, an employee or something? And so sometimes I wonder, like, if, if there's 500 people in this company and they all like this person and publicly hug them and want to be around them and tell them what a great job they do. And there's one person who has disdain. It just kind of makes me feel like it's more about that, the person with disdain than it is about 
you know, the guy that's just doing his job and people like him, you know, something's yeah. going on with that person. There's a job. Yeah. There's a reason I don't have a, haven't had a job in many, many, many years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Vaughn, what do you think? You, you, anything to add to that one? Um, I know you've had some um, stellar marketing uh, and team uh, um, situations. Don't be shy. Just because Jamie's giving you these wild, you know, banshee no, eyes no, doesn't no, mean. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, it, it just reminded me of being in the same type of context back when I worked at Upper Deck. We had a whole huge mark. I mean, the marketing department was larger than the creative department, and we had like, I don't know, forty artists in our creative department. Wow. But um, they would always drive the the project uh well they would be the ones that do the project development and they had nobody from the creative side of the company our our division on the product development team and so they would just kind of pick up what the competition was doing and just regurgitate it and um you know, I didn't have a whole lot of tact back then so I'd be in the marketing director's <laughs> office I was, I'd be waiting for him to to get off the phone or whatever. And I'm looking at the wall and there's these shelves with these products from other companies up on it. Then there's this little like thumbnail sketch taped to the wall next to it. And I'm looking at this and I'm getting an idea of what's going on. And he gets off the phone and I just point at it and I go, what are these? And he goes, well, that's our product lineup for the next year. All I said was, and I wasn't wrong. I probably could have done it a little more tactfully, but <laughs> I, I just said, we're just going to rip off what the competition's doing. I mean, why don't we come up with our own ideas, you know? And of course he didn't like that. So, yeah. <laughs> but you aren't wrong. No, no, but that, that's the way they were with anybody. It's like, I was, uh, I, I can't, I get my stories mixed up. So maybe um, I told this already. I don't remember. I was telling somebody not too long ago this story, but I they have a, a certain color copier that was only in the marketing department. So if we had to make multiple copies of like our, our timeline or comps, we go over there and do it. So I was over there doing something like that. And one of the marketing guys, not the head marketing guy, just one of the grunts, uh, he was standing next to me and major league baseball at the time had all these uh, like sci-fi uniforms that for this week promotion where what would baseball look like in the future? And these teams were dressing up in it. So I told the guy, Hey, we should send some of our contract photographers to these games and shoot photos of those players. And then we could design what do baseball, a subset called what would baseball cards look like in the future. Oh, that's a great idea. And that is just in passing. I told him that. Then I go back to the the art department to Vince was the the head of baseball that I work with. And I was telling him the idea. And and so we walked together back to my office. We're sitting there talking and all of a sudden I see the the head of marketing come walking in. He turns, comes into our office, he sees Vince, he goes, Vince, there you are. I got a perfect idea. And then he spells out exactly what I had just told the marketing guy like 20 minutes before. And so Vince is listening to this, looking over at me, and I'm just kind of smiling. And he lets the guy finish. And Vince goes, 
you know what? That is a great idea, but that that wasn't so so I can't remember the other guy's name. That it wasn't so and so's idea. That's Vaughn's idea. And I think we should do it. Well, as soon as they figured out it wasn't a marketing idea, then they didn't want to do it. Oh my God. And that's that's what I saw a lot with that job and another job where I worked with uh, the other job wasn't an in-house department. It was more of a company's marketing director that would always get in the way of, you know, what we were trying to do. But yeah, it, it, then I've worked with really great marketing people. Well, Jamie, you were always easy to work with, you know, <laughs> like with Nina and working on different things. That, that was always fun. I hey, always hey, 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 don't try to make up a Jamie now after you have heard <laughs> <Right. laughs> it. It was working. It was it's totally working. <laughs> I work with like one of my favorite clients is a small craft brewer in town. And it was her and her husband were the only two employees when they first started. He just got his brewing, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? A brewmaster license. And she was a marketing director in her company. And so they started it as a side business. And then she eventually moved to it. And she's the marketing director for their company now. I work with her all the time, but she's, she's great. She's, she's fun to work with. So it's like, not every marketing director is obviously a problem. It's just every time I've seen just some most of them. <laughs> well, it's just every, I only associate it with the times where a project was going great. Kool-Aid was this way five months. And then the marketing director, the VP of marketing for Kool-Aid comes back after um, a maternity leave and throws a monkey wrench into everything and kills five months worth of work and then accuses the agency and by proxy me of not following the, the creative brief. So it's, th those are the things that I lock in on. And it's always the marketing people who cause the issues, not Jamie. If Jamie is working there, it wouldn't have been a problem. <laughs> you hear that? Well, I, I, Vaughn, thanks for sharing that story. I, I think that one of the hopes that come out of this, these kind of volumes is the more and more we can, you know, really, I think, share uh, stories from uh, no matter the project, logo, website, whatever, marketing, internal. I think that's going to be really interesting and helpful because a lot of the things that you just shared, I can completely relate to as far as talking to different departments. And then, you know, there's always seemingly some sort of agenda going on at times. And it's really challenging from a design standpoint. So, you know, Karen, from your experience, what is what is one of the shit show uh, moments that you've had uh, in your career? The hundred years. I know you were going to want to say that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I so was going to say that. I was going to say in the last 180 years, what has it been like? Abraham uh, Lincoln was a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that that chancery but I didn't, lettering but that I, didn't I had say to it. hand letter on all of Lincoln's, <laughs> you know, invitations. <laughs> That was, that was a lot. My hand got really cramped up. <laughs> but we're grateful as a nation. Yeah. As a nation, we're grateful for your work. <laughs> Good job. From early on, I have had a, a super core rule that I don't work with people that I don't have respect for considering I'm helping their company grow. And even if I've had a client for a long time, you know, if somebody new comes in, I always have to watch the compass. 
And if it starts spinning out of control, I know I'm in trouble. And I was working for a software firm. We had a great, I would say, three to four year relationship. And it was a large part of my income. I just loved everybody in the business, pretty much, except for the two owners. Didn't love them a lot. But all of the other people in the business, all the software engineers, the sales guys, they were fantastic. So, you know, the fact that I didn't love the owners or have a lot of respect for them, it kind of evened it out. One of the owners was a real, uh, he was just tool, a tool. Thank you very much. That's a good way to put it. You know, I really felt like he was kind of a male chauvinist, kind of an ass to be perfectly honest. The next thing I know, they are hiring this marketing person. (laughs) <laughs> Jamie's <laughs> nodding. <laughs> They're hiring a new marketing person and I'm getting introduced to her. They didn't have one before and I'm getting introduced to her and she was, she didn't have any experience at all. So for the next. Now, how did you, how did you know she didn't have any experience? They told me they were like, <laughs> she's going to help. She's going to basically project manage Great. and but she's going to be our new marketing person. And, you know, here I am with 25 at the time, about 25 years plus being self-employed plus three over three years under my belt with the company. Right then that, that compass started spinning. I was like, Oh, this is going to be trouble. And so I worked with her for several months and, um, then her and I sat down and had a conversation because we could feel like it wasn't going quite the way it could or should. And she sat down and told me that it was basically my job to train her. Well, that kind of ch- instantly changed everything right away. Wow. Hold on a second. So let me get this right. She, You were kind of reporting to her and she's helping you format stuff, but yet you had to train her to do that? She didn't do anything. Except for, we had some ideas that we did. And actually, the ideas weren't bad. We facilitated them. And, you know, but I did all of the execution. I did still all the emails. And then she did start producing emails. And there were major typos in them and things like that. And, you know, but anyway, but when she, you know, I could, I could tolerate some stuff because, she was the employee. So, you know, you, you do have to uh, go with the flow to a degree. But when she told me that it was my job to train her, I could tell. And she really had um, uh, a certain edge that I didn't love. So I was kind of like, oh, this is going to be a problem. And then I went to talk to one of the owners and said, you know, well, this isn't really going to work. And, you know, this is where we're at. And he was he sided with her. And I wow, because it was his idea. Hasta la vista, babies. (laughs) And it wasn't. I was, you know, I took. We were in the middle of some projects. I took about four weeks to wrap everything up, and decided I didn't want to help this company anymore. But boy, as soon as that, as soon as she got hired, you know that. Like I said, that compass of mine started spinning a little bit out of control and it just got faster. And I was kind of like, okay, now's the time to get the hell out of here. 
<laughs> and uh, mm. yeah, and it's these things happen, and you know, but it definitely was a shit show because it was really unfortunate. I put a lot of heart and soul into that company, and I loved the people that I worked with, and they loved me, and you know, they were just like baffled by the situation. Have they have they continued to grow and get bigger or no? Oh. <laughs> so so that tells me that the owners aren't very smart businessmen because if no. they were smart they would realize what was working and right go back to it. Yes. Yeah. You would think. It's yeah. really strange actually. The whole experience was very very strange and they were they were going through business uh they were going through challenges as a business and i think that if there would have kept the partnership with me that i definitely could have helped them there was just this you know th this, yeah. this this young woman that problem happens at every level too i remember talking to stefan about this one time on turnover rates at agencies, like when an agency loses a client and they're no longer the, the agency record to handle this account or that account, he says it's roughly about five to six years. And it's usually about the six year point where the marketing director for whoever the brand or company is that the agency uh, does the work for, they just, it's like they, they get, they, they just decide they, they need something new, whether they really need it or not. And it, it's just how it usually works. And and I thought that was interesting. And I've even noticed that, though, on a smaller level. Uh, there is a company of mine, uh, a, a client of mine based out of Brisbane. I branded his business when he wanted to brand it in a way that was just the wrong way to go. I mean, he would have gotten a cease and desist from the NBA if he did what he really wanted to do. I kind of talked him out of that, told him, you need to change the name. We need to rebrand your whole company from the ground up. And he, he actually listened to me and we did that. And like he grew his company by 20, 30% and he was a good client for about seven years. And then he decided it'd be cheaper to bring everything in house. And then he wondered why uh, his stuff wasn't as engaging or as well done as it, it used to be. And so yeah. he kind of, kind of went away and then he came, he's come back a few times and had me do things that he just couldn't get done internally but yeah it's kind of frustrating but i i've seen it happen at all different levels though oh yeah yeah it, it's an evolutionary problem in, yeah. in my opinion you know trying to maintain those relationships trying to get people to understand your value and they've hired somebody so they feel a responsibility towards that person so yeah it was it's it's a strange situation to be in well, let me let me ask you guys this question, Karen. You said something interesting when you were sharing your story, and you talked about this sort of intuition or feeling that you had that something was not right. So whether you call that your, you know, your spidey sense or your inter internal alarm, or I guess what are some key phrases or like moments in a project where where you know that sort of alert goes off, like uh oh, uh, this may not be. Uh, going to work out the way I want. Like for, for me, I, it's, it's when we're given a presentation, I'm on the phone with, or on a, you know, on a zoom, whatever with 
with uh, what whatever is marketing design uh, leader. It's marketing. Like, and they, just say And they just and they <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, it's not. It's, um, it, it happens in all divisions that we're with, but it's it's they come out hard like oh this is so amazing it's awesome and as the and as the all of the accolades start piling up I'm like I'm just waiting for it I'm just waiting for the butt and sure enough there it is and everything they just said in, in front of that butt um, just is erased so that's one of the triggers for me where I'm just going to. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the word butt to come in. Put it back up again. Put it back up again. Just so everyone knows, we're going to put this on the show. Juan just wrote, just did a caricature of me where my head is a butt and (laughs) I'm farting out of it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know where to go. (laughs) It's farting out of the top of your head. Vaughn, can I have that for my LinkedIn profile? <laughs> I'll scan it for you. Oh my God. Okay. But besides, you know, outside of the butt head that, um, uh, or butthole that uh, Vaughn just, Vaughn just drew, what are some of the, uh, you know, triggers for you that you have in jobs that, you know, you are, are most, you know, tripped by? I think for me, it is, momentum and people not i'm guilty of this too so i have to but I think it's, <laughs> <laughs> so i think it's the momentum of people not getting back to you with you know because then i'm like well are they not getting back to me because they don't like it yeah. or are they not getting back to me because um you know for whatever reason i think that is a especially nowadays that's an issue I, yeah, I, that, not, that, that, that drives me crazy. Yeah. There, there's actually like, if I don't hear back on a client after sending them like design directions, let's say if two days go by, I, 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 it's almost never a good thing. If they, if they respond immediately, they might have changes, but at least I know we're on the right path. Yeah. That's, that's, Definitely, especially over the last three years, I've noticed that. I mean, COVID that happened more than I'd like, but yeah, I always go back to like Terry Mark. Remember when we had Terry on the show, and he talked about you know clients kind of like dating. It's almost like you're waiting for, you know, you went on a date, you're waiting for that date to call you back or to you know uh, confirm that you know you guys are actually working together, whatever else. Uh, what about you, Jamie? Yeah, for me, I think both in you know, the corporate world or agency world, wherever, you know, wherever you are that you're working with multiple people. And then also with, with clients, it's about, I don't know, those red flags go up when you start asking questions and then you feel the answers to those questions are super defensive or, or posturing or, or they just, you know, to me, I'm a curious person in order for me to do my job the best I can. I feel like you've hired me, whether it's internally or externally, to ask questions, to question what you're doing, you know, to look at things with fresh eyes. And I always just think it's so weird when someone sends you a concept like like almost done, you know what I mean? And you don't get included in any of the upfront stuff. So they're just like, here's this thing, go write about it. Or here's this thing, go design it. Here's what we're thinking. And it's like, 
okay, but I, I think I need, <laughs> I need a little more background. I needed a little understanding. I need, and when they're just like, we are busy, we don't have time, you know? And I just, we all know that that project's going to be shit. It's going right. to be terrible. It's going to be designed example, poorly. Jamie. Content's going to be written poorly. It's happened to me. It's happened. Yeah. And then you, and then you get the feedback and they're like, this isn't at all what I thought. And you're like, well, cause you didn't want to discuss it any further yeah. than what you thought, because as I'm writing, I discover so many things in my research that that person might not have time to do because they're busy, because they're not thinking about it holistically. So I like it to just be a little more collaborative. And when I feel that defensive thing right off the bat, that really, I don't know. I, I listen to that more often than I used to. They're treating you like a short order cook. Like yeah. you just put the order and spun that thing around mm -hmm. and just, just get it done. It's not that not out by Thursday. I'm like, hmm, it's not going to well, be very is, good. This is like what we've talked about in the past. And it's like, we can avoid all of this by being, um, being at the table and having a voice at the table and being a strategic partner. Mm -hmm. No. What about you, Justin? What are yeah. your big red flags or stories? What's a story yeah. that you have that you can share <clears throat> with us? Well, I, I'll take a little bit of a different uh, twist on it. So, uh, and this will uh, line up right with what you guys always tease me about. So, I was coming back from a trip. <laughs> and, what. Uh, <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> and. I was walking into the office, okay, and there was a conversation going on with my senior strategist with one of our clients, right? Now, this client uh, creates preformed furniture for prisons, okay, and universities and public parks, wow. like, you know, stuff, you, stuff that's kind of bolted to the ground, it's all weather, it's durable, whatever else. And they were starting a whole new division where they were going to do actually – more high-end sort of fashion forms, you know, those really cool kind of like plastic chairs you might see in a, in a really nice hotel, that sort of thing. So it was actually a really cool project. So we started the project with the design manager, art director, had gone through all of the steps, like what, you know, site mapped, wireframes, user experience, everything. And we were literally, literally taking the site over the finish line to get it public, to get it, you know, published and out there. About three weeks before this date, the art director gets or creative director gets fired. Oh no! So at in comes, company. yeah, at that company. So in comes the the um, IT slash social media <laughs> slash SEO slash internal photographer. Okay. Oh my God, and those IT people can be problems too. I was gonna say it's to, for me. It's not marketing. It's the IT people yep. that are problematic showstoppers. We need wanted so, posters. So he, <laughs> he he comes in and we're looking through the back end and the, and he's talking about SEO and and you know uh, why certain things weren't set up yet and and he were just in beta. We were just showing him beta because we were trying to introduce him into the steps and we were kind of educating him on the things that we'd done. And one of my red flags was what red flags is he was just kept asking question after question after question, but not really listening. Like mm -hmm. we'd, we'd answer his question and, he's, and it wasn't the answer he wanted to hear. So he'd, he'd ask the same question, but try to do it a different way. I can't and so finally, it. so finally I just said, okay, it sounds like you're really concerned about SEO. 
and also, you know, when we start doing some, you know, Google advertising and all that sort of thing, and that's great, but we're writing that currently, updating the site currently. We're just not there yet uh, because the priority that we had was not, was set differently than your current priority, right? So we're trying to shift, trying just being really open. So we're making all these changes. So fast forward to the week I'm gone. I'm coming back, walking in the office, and I hear my senior strategist uh saying uh on the phone um i hear you and we're having this conversation about the same thing again so i want to just highlight the fact that i hear you and i don't think you're hearing me and with your attitude you're not really motivating me to do much more because you're a dick <laughs> wow wow Get it, girl. Okay. So, so I stopped. I turn and look at him, and he hangs up the phone. And he goes, "Hey, Jay, how's your trip?" Oh, this was a guy, not a girl. <laughs> Jay was, was, was a girl. girl. Yeah, it was a guy. So I said, "Well, I my trip was great. My my day was, you know, amazing so far. But was that who I think it was?" And <laughs> what he goes, was that? And he goes, "Oh yeah, guys, just it, it just." I can't get through to him. We've been over backwards. We're, you know, 50, 60 hours over our budget, which we weren't going to be primarily because we'd had all these meetings and had to reduce some certain parts of the site that already approved, yada, yada, yada. And so uh, I get a and call had, from the. And have you been paid for any part of this project so far? Well, so we were, we were paid the first half. Oh, okay. And so this is actually part of the challenge. So because what had happened is, we were supposed to launch in the next few days and, you know, fast forward really quick to another side conversation. He was tr trying to cancel the project because in our contract we have, you can, if you do the kill fee, you know, it's 50% and, you know, we're good. And I now have a line item that says it's 50% based on the basically where we're at in the project and or time to date, time and materials to date, right? Right, and that's because of this incident. But anyway, I was about to say, me. I love that you already have it updated. You're like, yeah, we yeah. now have yeah. the clause. Uh, but but that's part of this, right? I mean, I think in hindsight, although it was not great, we made lemon lemonade out of lemons, primarily in updating our contract, looking at our process. Uh, there's some things that we could have done that would have made this easier. I think it still would have turned out the way it did. But the best part is the CEO calls me, and he's and he's just like, I heard this happened. And I said, yeah, I'm going to totally own what just happened. That was inappropriate. I'm professional. I apologize. I'm not going to make excuses for it. But I want to walk you through the process and why, how we got to where we're at. Right. To where we called him a dick. And, uh, <laughs> and here's why. You know, to this, to, to, you know, if I was this guy, you know, um, my client, the CEO defended him. Uh, I think more than he should have, uh, but I, it wasn't surprising. Right. And we did end up getting paid and we've never worked with them again. Uh, you know, obviously, obviously, yeah. but I think here's the part that really hurt a ton is since this was such a cool project, we had made a decision internally that we were going to go 200%. And I was just like, you know, I, of course, I want us to be profitable, but if we want to do some extra things and design and dev or whatever else, just to make this super crazy, because they, they had some really incredible international designers on it. And we never got to 
you know, really feel that work. So it, it was almost like a triple kick. So did the um, site, the did butt. the site go live or did it just stop? The site went live. Uh-huh. And, okay. Uh, we slowly watch it over the following year, get tweaked and changed yep. to the point sure, where it wasn't hate, nearly yeah. as, as, you know, modern and creative and beautiful and usable. And now it's a completely different site. And this is a couple of years ago when this happened, but sure. uh, that was just a, a, a wonderful way to start that conversation. That's funny. <laughs> I have, I don't think I've ever called a client a dick to their face. I'm not, yeah, I've never, I've thought about it, yeah. but <laughs> I don't think I've ever said it. I texted like, I, behind their back and told her what I thought of the person that I was talking to, but I never said it directly to their face. <laughs> Yeah. Well, here's the thing too. Here is the part of the challenge is I agreed with my strategist hundred percent. Yeah. We were at our wits wits end. And as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, well, this job's over. And I immediately went into, all right, I want to own what we own and I need to get paid for Mm -hmm. what we done because this is, it was already done before that, but it was done, done after that. So Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend that as a tactic when it comes to client <laughs> communication. Yeah, it's not going in my book. I think that is a winning story right there. <laughs> that one wins. It's such a shame when it gets to that point too, right? Because you know, having the right people on a project is everything. And when you're working with people that you enjoy working with, I mean, even when someone's fussy on a project, if they know what they're talking about, I don't mind because somebody has to be fussy. You know, there's always the person who has to point out the negative or or what if or what could happen or my customer one time, you know, there's always that person on the project. And sometimes I tell Karen, I like to include those people in the project. That was advice that was given to me early in my career was like, find the grumpiest person, the biggest complainer and bring them in on your project because it can't get worse than that, you know? And so you just bring them in early and hear all their feedback. And then the whole group's like, no, 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 or whatever happens. And then they finally get alignment. And in the end, they end up being your biggest cheerleader. It's the weirdest thing. They go from like absolutely hating it to being like so proud of it in like six months. It's weird. Absolutely. That's how it's like I, in the, in the past, um, if I'm taking on a project that's ultimately going to be a huge project for the client. I like to get what I call a core team of people together. And they're usually, you know, they're they're all the decision makers, but also people that have those external voices, different parts of the company. And, you know, those are the people that become your biggest advocate. Like you just said, Jamie, they're, you know, they might bitch and moan through different things, but as being a part of that team, they can hear all of the different reasons things happen and they can, you know, and all of that goes back out to the company. Yeah. And, you know, and we can avoid a lot of problems that way. Well, and if well, someone's in sales, especially too, they end up being disciples. If you've got a bigger sales team, they end up going out and they'll tell the stories because they've got now the inside knowledge. So you can hear them at the sales meeting or in the bar or whatever, like, oh no, that's because we did that because, you know, and you're like, oh, yes. (laughs) Not to mention they will also then go to other companies Mm -hmm. and bring you with them. Yep, exactly. 
So. I, oh, yeah. I think that's what's missing like at Apple now. I mean, when Steve Jobs was there, it's, it's like he was their biggest cheerleader, but he is also their, the one who had no problem firing a whole team if he thought they dropped the ball, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. The, reading his autobiography was kind of an eye-opener. Like when they released, um, what was it, uh, iCloud? <laughs> and it was just a total joke. And so he called a meeting the very next day, called the, the, the head of the team forward, and he said, you're fired. And he just points at everybody else, you're all fired too. Like the whole <laughs> team, just like in a matter of 10 minutes, he fired everybody. Uh, you know, and, and people go, oh, he's such a jerk for doing that. Well, you know what? I mean, guess but what? But could you imagine living under that threat? That's what, yeah. you know, of working, doing the best that you think you're doing the best you can because well, that, of well, that, that's the, that's having the thing, the fear of that. Yeah, they, they weren't. They they weren't they weren't um, honest with their communication. If they would have told them at the three week point, we're not ready for prime time, then they would have just they would have switched what they were doing. But nobody said anything. Uh-huh. Yeah, see, I don't yeah. like that whole like you know hiding things and and being sneaky about things. That always yeah. comes back to get you. I think there was somebody at my old job that used to say, "Just tell the truth as fast as you can," right? Yeah. Because then you can fix it so quickly, right? Or that, that saying, make mistakes as fast as you can. Yeah. yeah well, exactly. you know, Jamie, to go off your uh, example, one of the great moments for us the last couple of years, we got this big rebrand project for a large corporation. And I went into the meeting and we just added, you know, uh, sort of this alignment session to our brand. Uh, process and I I brought everyone in and I immediately went to the two people that were just like this is the biggest waste of my effing time and I engaged them in the process I kept pushing for them to give feedback and we won one um, uh, guy over pretty quick and then eight months go by and we unveil the brand at their national conference and it's kind of terrifying because it's a particular organization. We reveal the brand and it also has to be voted on and accepted. That's a big right? deal. That's wow. those big reveals like that. They freak me out. They're just, they're just so nervous. So here we are in this room with 500 people. Yep. All have a stake in this free brand that we did. And we go and we, and we ended up having a standing ovation, which is great. Oh, but the good. best part of the best part of the whole story later that night, this guy comes over and he's not talking to me. He's giving me the evil eye the whole time. He walks over and he goes, puts his hand out and he goes, I was wrong. This brand stuff's pretty kick-ass. Oh, cute. <laughs> That's awesome. And I, and I walk away and I, and I look at one of my coworkers with me and we're just like, that is a miracle. Like we, we didn't know what's happening. Later on, I asked him, I said, what was it? And he goes, because you kept making me be a part of it and you showed me that the value of it. Until then, I just thought it was a logo. But now that I see how it's actually shifted our organization, it's it's really um, something more than that. And so I think too often, maybe as creatives, we look at the people who are either the grumpies or the squeaky wheels and we avoid them. And I think that's a mistake. Welcome them into the process. You know, set set the boundaries and the rules and all that sort of thing. But welcome them in. 
Man, I would say that about life too, in general, you know, people, you don't know what they're going through. You have no idea. You know, everybody puts on a mask when they leave their house, not, you know, a COVID mask or just a mask, you know, you, you know, once you leave that front door, you're whoever you want people to see you as, you know, and I think underneath, I don't know, we could give people more grace a little bit. I'm not saying, you know, be friends with assholes. I know Karen doesn't like that, but I'm saying like, you know, Sometimes grumpy people need love too, and there's maybe something going on there. You just don't know, you know. I mean, this is why I love Vaughn so much. I mean, <laughs> he is our cranky bear, but we just keep coming back for more. <laughs> you guys are giving me a bad rap. <laughs> You're this not really cranky. Shit show, so I have to have yeah, I mean, some appropriate content. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. You're doing well, great. Uh, well, hey, I, I love that we have these conversations. Let's keep them up. And I would say to listeners, uh, please send any uh, shit show moments that you have or even questions about, uh, you know, things that you've seen that's gone on. I've heard different situations. We'd love to talk about that on the show, sh- share with you our perspective and, you know, try to share the fact that we all go through those uh, shit show moments in this in this profession of ours. Yeah, even even stories of dumb things you did on the job that you should have gotten fired for, but you managed not to. Oh, my God. That would be an amazing episode. <laughs> I have uh, a few of those. That'd I be great. Right. Thanks, guys. You guys, guys are the best. Thanks, you all. Have a great uh, rest of your day. You, you too. Well, have a good day. If you're still listening in, you've listened to the entire episode And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope you enjoyed this new episode of The Creative Shit Show. And if you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Have a great creative day.